Welcome to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. This special series features some of Milwaukee's most distinguished leaders. They'll share how they overcame challenges, developed their skills, and achieved success, so you can gain insight and inspiration. And now, Leadership is in Session. Well, welcome, everybody. Today, I am in the studio with Janine Edwards. Janine, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. We are so happy to have you here today, and we are going to talk about your work facilitating change through purpose, passion, and possibilities. You are known, Janine, as a skilled and multidisciplinary leader, and you have leveraged your passion for people and solving problems, and we're talking about across multiple and diverse business sectors, including through the P3 Development Group, which you co-founded with Dominique Samari, who is another friend of Athena. Talk to us about P3 and your work. I'd love to. So P3 was founded about 13 years ago, really out of conversations with myself, Dominique, and at the time, a little known secret by some, but maybe not many, is that we had other partners at the table. And the conversations really began in us just trying to think about the work that we were seeing, how the world was changing, and how we might be able to make our contribution. We were very clear that we wanted it to be tied to our own leadership style and journey. But at the same time, I think we were called to a systems change. So P3 designs solutions for clients that are seeking equitable and inclusive change. And I think in the beginning... For us, we didn't know exactly what that meant. We knew we were women of color and we wanted to center equity. But what we have found is that we are experts in research and strategy. And we do that in our own unique way with our own unique style. But that really is the center of the work and the services we provide research and strategy. So 13 years ago, if you think about that, that was in the scope and scale of of where we are now and what has happened in our world in the past three years. 13 years ago was a long time Mm -hmm. and people weren't necessarily working in that space or even talking about it. It probably was a little taboo. What was that like for you and Dominique? I would consider you to be trailblazers Mm. in a way, in a sense, that you were doing that work, that you were centering your work in that space. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of interesting because I think all of these things come back to, you know, the humans, right? The humans we serve and truly understanding that the heart of solving problems comes from being able to understand people and understand their challenges. So when we started P3, we were hyper-focused on community engagement because we saw community engagement as a way for us to really understand the challenges that people with day-to-day organizational challenges, but neighborhood challenges. We worked a lot in the community development space, and we understood that it really was a trusting relationship that we had built with the community. And so we thought, wow, we have this privilege of translating complex ideas or conversations that organizations wanted to have with the community, and we positioned ourselves as a liaison. I would say over time, we started to also appreciate that, yeah, diversity 
equity, inclusion, those issues are real. They were front and center in a lot of the conversations we were having with organizations in Milwaukee for obvious reasons because of just where our challenges and where the disparity lies. But I think we started to also understand that the engagement approaches were most important and critical to our work. And that is how do you have people share in their most vulnerable and authentic way And how do you do that to create that container and environment for them to feel that they can share their challenges, their opportunities, so it helps us to be able to develop the best strategy for the organizations that we work with? So you mentioned a few things, allowing people to share, to be vulnerable. As part of your work with P3, you helped lead Milwaukee's largest workforce diversity research study. You also helped catalyze the launch of the city's Office of Equity and Inclusion. That's pretty incredible, Janine. How did you do that? How did that happen? Well, going back to the relationships, and I think we all have our gifts, right, and talents and how we come into the world. I can personally remember being 10 years old and always being the person to bring people together. So in certain ways, both Dominique and I have, I think, a real center and focus on relationships. And so I think the multi-sector kind of intergenerational and diverse work that we've been able to do has come back to this point around excellent stakeholder engagement. That is, what are the needs? What are the expectations? Maybe what are those hopes of our stakeholders? And so although We might have be a big research project, right? Like with a corporate client, which may be drastically different than what a nonprofit is um, charged with or challenged with. But we know that the insights that we've gleaned from the beginning of those processes leads us to be able to truly be helpful and supportive and to listen, right? To what our clients need and to really match that up, to find the right profiles and to ensure that the voice of those stakeholders is always at the center. And that's the same, no matter what the client is, no matter what their challenge is, it all begins with opening that door and making sure that we have really great information and data to be able to support those organizations. And you do, you have worked with a lot of different organizations. So for instance, I mentioned the city's Office of Equity and Inclusion, but P3 has also been integral in supporting arts and culture work. That is very important to you. How are all of those connected? Mm-hmm. So, well, the we always talk about Milwaukee being this place that in certain ways is like a large, big city, right? There are so many leaders serving on similar boards with similar connections. And so I think for us, before P3, I had my own little company. I always loved working with teams. And so it was very clear to me that me going at it alone was not the path, but a lot of the work that I was supporting was primarily arts and cultural focus. I'm a recovering attorney, as Dominique <laughs> and I like to say that. But my background in law school was hyper-focused on intellectual property. So I worked in Chicago for lawyers for the creative arts. I was an intern at the Milwaukee Art Museum. I um, started a lot of efforts and initiatives that had to do with arts and entertainment and music. And so that's where I really landed first, was following my passion and hoping that I could deliver and support organizations that 
had kind of the same vibe that I had, right? Pretty laid back, like to have fun, like to socialize, to find the joy in the work. And so that's what led us primarily to those arts and cultural institutions. So how do you find the joy? Because I know that about you. You do like to have fun. You live life to the fullest. In fact, you were sharing before we were on the air that you are just back from a a pretty incredible sabbatical that took you to international travel. How do you find the joy when some of the projects you're working on, some of the clients you're working with, they're tackling real and very challenging issues that we're facing in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the joy for me always comes from that light coming on and you can see it. You can experience it at a table where you know you found that magic. And that magic could be as simple as ensuring that we finally have broken through the challenges of being able to come to a table and to be able to talk through what is most meaningful. I think for me, um, connection and relation is so important. It's kind of, I would say, part of my own life purpose. And so I'm always wanting to see people's needs and being a catalyst to be able to support them and connecting to things that are most important. So for me, that joy comes from being able to make sure that the right resource or the right framework or the right relationship is available for them to be able to plug into. I think for P3, you know, we've really struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes the work can be very heavy Mm -hmm. and you need to have the right outlet to really be able to just kind of let it all go. I, I always talk about having the benefit of having a partner where you can call, debrief, and you know, you're in a team and you're like, man, it was really hot. Let me just play back for you mm-hmm. what we were talking about and having that perspective, right? So the beauty is not only having a partner where we've built that camaraderie and relationship, but I would say across our team, which is in certain ways kind of similar to Athena, where we've built a culture of just being able to support other consultants on their journey And being able to have that support for those difficult times when the work is not fun or interesting. We've gotten better, though, right, at selecting projects that are um, not going to be a big headache and that are going to hopefully move us to finding something that we really actually feel like we can contribute and we can hold that joy in the middle of. I love that you reference holding that joy because it is so critical amid all of the work and in the work that all of us are trying to do really is transformational and bringing about change to this city. You do have to hold the joy. And from that joy, I think, comes belief that you can actually make a difference and make mm-hmm. a change. Mm-hmm. How has your approach shifted as you have spent your career being a master connector, being a master strategist? What lessons along the way have you learned? Ooh-hoo. I don't think we have time to get into all those lessons. <laughs> well, I, I would say that the the biggest lesson is that I don't have to have all the answers. You know, I think... We um, come into this work, especially as consultants and organizations are like, come and fix our problems. But it really is about being in a process of co-creation, really being adaptive in ways that allow for you to be flexible and actually to remove that expectation of being the expert and saying, hey, we all have something to contribute to solve. So it comes from having diverse teams That's been the biggest aspect of our work is making sure that there's always room at the table to either bring a subject matter expert to the table because there are people who we say, hey, you've had the lived experience or enough time at this issue that you can give us some perspective. 
But yeah, I don't have to have the right answers. I've also learned as a leader, I used to talk a lot. Now I think back on, you know, the younger version of myself. <laughs> and um, now I'm a little bit more relaxed and just allowing for the magic to show up, to be quiet, to be silent, to observe what's happening and to take those observations, which in and of themselves could really be exactly what you need. It may not be something that's said, but you can see a reaction or you can see a response. And that may be what you need to hang your hat on. So this idea of being an active listener and remaining curious in the work, I think is really very important for, for the approach. I would say finally, another lesson that I've learned is to celebrate the successes and the failures. We do a lot of celebration at P3 and sometimes it is just laughing at ourselves, right? When we've done something, but we are at a point now after these 13 years that we are back in that process of reinventing what we hope P3 can be. And that's because we've grown as leaders. And so these lessons that we're learning about ourselves, we're trying to be thoughtful about what that means for the next 10 years of P3. And some of that is not letting those lessons fall by the wayside. It's quite a bit of self-reflection. I think as partners, we do that on our own. And we do it collectively, and now we're re-upping to say that our strategy has to be centered in different ways. The conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion have also led us to understand that, yeah, there's going to be the waxing and waning, and there's a pendulum around this work. And so although our clients were hungry for that, they now are changing. And so we need to equip ourselves for the next leg of this journey, which might be doubling down to protect the efforts that we've put in place. So on the horizon, as you are envisioning, you and Dominique, the next, I guess I would say, way forward for P3, what's a dream project for you? Mm, well, I'm going back into hospitality front and center. You know, I've been able to reflect now that I just celebrated a large milestone birthday on the work that was really fun and interesting and just thinking about ways that I can move back to that. We were very excited to be able to support at this time, Visit Milwaukee as they are rebranding themselves. And so that's work that has felt really good. And for me, I think getting back into arts, entertainment, culture, hospitality, the things that early in my career 20 years ago were front and center. And so I'm very much looking at that industry sector and thinking about ways that we could bring some of the lessons we've learned to that space. I think in addition to that, at 13 years, you start to say, okay, well, we've been in business. We've gotten some things, right? Because we kept the doors open, but we have to find the capacity support that frees us up to not just be working, you know, in the business all the time. But what do we need to do? Who do we need to be to be strategists in our own right in our own business. And so I'm looking forward to moving to more operations focused work, business development, what our geographic footprint looks like so we can start to to move out a bit more and to develop new relationships in other industries. So uh, I think it's a really good time. I know also just for me because I think for so long we've kind of thought through our scenarios in ways that may not hold true. Right. So I think coming through the pandemic, we saw the fragile nature of organizations and wanting to make sure that 
we prepare ourselves for the ambiguity that we know will exist in the future and the change. It's constant change, complexity, and we want to equip the company, but then ourselves in ways that make sure that we can um, rebound or at least to triage more quickly. So that's some of the work. Finally, I think I am looking forward to just doing things that I love more. And that requires you having that work-life balance that people talk about. And sometimes I don't necessarily see it as balance. It's like, how do you incorporate the time and space in your life to not only be doing the work all the time, but to take care of yourself? So that's what this sabbatical was about for me. I haven't taken off time like that since I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. So it's like, okay, it's time to really reflect and then to carry forward some of the things that I know will hopefully be driving me forward in the future. Well, driving forward, you and P3, to be sure, great things ahead. Janine, I want to thank you for sharing your time and your expertise and your wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited about this podcast series and just the masterclass idea. I think it's a great idea. There are so many nuggets and so many leaders who probably will come in and share their own version of like what's been important to them. So much for us to learn from. So thank you for for having me. You are welcome. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. Be sure to catch all eight enlightening episodes. And don't forget to connect to On the Edge of Equity with Tammy Belton Davis, available wherever you get your podcasts.